Hi, this is Mark, and you're listening to the Mexican Spanish podcast from MexicanSpanish.com. In this episode, I want to talk about an idea for improving your Spanish that I call the 70-10-10-10 program. So where do these numbers come from? Well, basically, there's four activities you're going to be doing. The first one consumes about 70% of your time and energy, and the other three activities are 10% each. Now, I have to say, to start with, that this is really conceived with intermediate students in mind. Uh, it's fine for advanced students as well, but if you're a beginner or a relative beginner or an advanced beginner, uh, this program probably isn't really exactly what you need. So let's take a look at the first component, the 70% component. This is called input. And what does that mean? Well, input is when you're consuming Spanish. So you're spending your time listening to Spanish, perhaps watching Spanish with audio, uh, reading Spanish. These are all input activities. So you're getting exposed to a large quantity of Spanish. Now, when language teachers talk about input, it usually comes in the phrase comprehensible input. So what is comprehensible input? Well, that's input that you understand. You can figure out the meaning of any missing words or there are enough clues in the situation, either linguistic clues or something else that's happening in the situation that allows you to understand what's going on. It doesn't mean that you understand every single word, but you understand the big picture and that's the key, that's the important part. If you're watching something that you don't understand at all or listening to something that you don't really understand at all, that's not a really helpful activity. So you want to be looking at comprehensible input. Now, when you're talking about input that has been designed for native speakers, let's say watching a, a television series in Spanish, obviously this isn't material that's been designed with learners in mind. So it may be more advanced than you're comfortable with. But there are ways to make it more digestible. For example, if you watch a scene, you could put in headphones. That helps you to hear a lot of the sounds that get lost if you're just listening to it uh, in a, you know, with, uh, with speakers, for example. You can watch a scene more than once. So each time that you go back over the scene, you pick up some new things that you missed the first time. So the idea behind comprehensible input is this. If you hear a new expression out of context, it's very hard to figure out what it means. However, if you hear it in a context that you understand, now you can guess what it means. So let's say two people are having a fight, and you know that uh, one of them borrowed something from the other one and broke it, whatever. So now that you understand that context, you're going to be able to understand a comment that somebody makes in that scene, uh, maybe an insult or something. You'll understand that it's an insult based on that particular context. So that's the idea of comprehensible input, and that's what you should be spending most of your time on. The next 10% I call analysis, 
And this is related to the first activity, to the input activity. Analysis is when you're not just understanding this input, but you're focusing on the form. So you heard a new word, and perhaps you write it down. Maybe you write down an example of it that you heard. Or you heard a new structure, a grammatical structure that doesn't quite seem familiar to you. So you make a note of this, and you focus on it, and you look at the form. You see, ah, this is a little different than I thought it would be. And so that is sort of the noticing aspect of this, where you're paying some attention to the input. You're not just trying to understand what's going on. That's important. But you're also taking some of your focus and putting it uh, on the form so that you're learning new words by doing that. The next part of this program is study. So this is the 10% where you're perhaps reviewing a textbook. Maybe you're looking at a particular, uh, let's say, a particular grammar structure that you know you don't really understand or you don't control very well. Um, you might be looking at vocabulary, maybe something that's been prepared for students of Spanish, maybe students of Spanish who are English speakers. So that really is going to be very targeted, and you're going to get um, a different type of focus than you do when you're just seeing those use, words used in, a, in an authentic situation. So studying is an important part of this program, but notice it's 10%. It's not 90%. Now, there are some people who do no studying. They don't think it's necessary, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, but there are also other students who really aren't even realizing that there are other things, and they shouldn't be spending 90% of their Spanish time studying Spanish. That's a mistake in the other extreme. But I do think it's important to do some studying. And as you get exposed to more input, the studying that you do complements it. You read something in your study activities that you later notice in the input, or vice versa, and so it's complementary activity. I think it's very important to do some of that. The last part of this program, the final 10%, is practice and feedback. So this might be surprising. If you're of the belief that the way you get better at your Spanish is by using it, I, I just think that's uh, it's true. Using your Spanish is an important activity, but it isn't the main way that you get better. Now part of what you're doing when you're using your Spanish, if you're having a conversation with somebody, is you're getting input, right? Because they're speaking. So that goes back to the, to the first element, to the 70%. But in terms of the actual production that you're doing when you're speaking, um, that's a good activity to do. But just by speaking Spanish, you're not going to make a great strides. Um, I think that that's a, a bit of a um, a misconception that people have. If you're just speaking but you're not doing other activities that complement it, it's not a terribly efficient way to progress. So what's the best way to progress when you're speaking? It's to also be receiving feedback. So feedback's a fancy word for getting corrections and this is something you can do with a, with a private teacher or perhaps with someone who uh, is a native speaker or their Spanish is stronger than yours and they're interested in helping you improve. There's lots of ways to give feedback. I'll talk about that in another podcast. But basically, it's important not just to practice your Spanish, but to also get some corrections. That'll steer you in the right direction and help you avoid um, 
establishing some bad habits. So that's a really important part of your program for improving your Spanish, but it really doesn't need to be 50% or 90% or 100%. It really shouldn't be any of those things. If all you're doing is using your Spanish, certainly you're going to get some benefit from that, like I said, partly because you're getting input by interacting with other people. They're producing Spanish and you're hearing it and you're noticing things in that input. But in terms of actually just speaking output, as we say, I think that's an important thing to do because it puts into practice everything that you're uh, working on. But it's like a performance. Think of a uh, think of um, an athlete, an Olympic swimmer, right? So all the other parts of their program happen in the pool when they're training, and their performance is when they're in the race. So practicing is when you're in the race. You have to have some experience with that. Get comfortable with it deal with certain things that only happen when you're racing. That's very true for Spanish as well. There are certain things, perhaps you're nervous or you're having some other issue that's complicating the situation and you need to learn how to deal with that while you're speaking Spanish. That's an important skill, but it's a relatively uh, small part of what I think is uh, the best program for improving your Spanish.